Welcome everyone to On Podcast, the Microsoft Podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. I'm your host today, Kareem Anderson. I'm joined by David Allen. I hope everybody's doing well. Yeah, we have uh, yet another week of Microsoft news as per usual. Uh, we got some, our big, you know, discussion will be about all the information that came out about Starfield, uh, you know, release dates, uh, which we kind of already knew, but uh, some more details about the game, it going Gold Master, uh, some delays for other games within Bethesda. Uh, then we're going to uh, kind of round up, or I guess kick off with, uh, some headlines, which will be centered around uh, Surface Pro X getting some uh, firmware uh, updates that should make performance a little better. Uh, Microsoft special event uh, in New York uh, scheduled for next month that will probably make the Surface Pro X obsolete at some point. Uh, Microsoft launching a Discord rival. Yeah, we all know it's Teams, mm, but yeah. <laughs> why we do and do not want this to happen um xbox rolling out enforcer strike system uh, to prove uh online safety uh, microsoft's also updating a policy which allows storage of some bing conversations so we're getting into some weird privacy issues now with ai and bing and we're going to talk about the details of that and whether or not you should be worried about it uh we're also going to be talking about minecraft's uh xbox series x and s version uh which uh i guess we're going to be getting some native ray tracing possibilities and if we have time for it we'll stick in a little bit more uh maybe this will be our segue into uh, starfield which we'll be talking about the fallout 4 next gen upgrade being delayed because of said starfield uh with that all being said let's get into our first headline i'll let you lead with well let's talk about the surface pro x it's the kind of the Microsoft's first iteration into the ARM platform. And when it first hit the market, it was a little bit shaky. I would say things have gotten a little bit better, um, at least for Windows on ARM and the platform. And if you're still holding on to one of those Pro X devices, you got a firmware update this week. You should have one available. That will make your Wi-Fi a little bit better and helps improve your app performance it is a uefi firmware update and you can say that it addresses third-party application performances improves wi-fi reliability and you can check your device manager to make sure that your wi-fi is updated to firmware the qualcomm firmware that is part of your that's your chip that controls your Wi-Fi card so you will see that has been updated it started rolling out yesterday and should be available to the rest of devices today and further in the next week so if you've got one of those old Surface Pro X's laying around that's not collecting dust that maybe the Wi-Fi or some of your apps wasn't behaving jump out there get that update should help you out great uh just a side note uh, it is for both the sq1 and sq2 yes. chips so uh, we do know that uh, microsoft had two uh, versions essentially of the uh, surface pro x before it became um i think it's just the surface pro 9 windows on arm uh device which is great i'm glad that they're still working on it i'm glad that uh, windows on arm is still getting uh some uh, performance improvements because it will only help the next version of surface which leads into my headline look at that segue where this is a partnership teamwork going <laughs> on here uh microsoft just re uh, i guess sent out uh, announcements uh an invite 
for a special event in New York scheduled, I believe, September 21st of this year, uh, which I, I think in the event itself was just listed as uh, what was the exact quote? Basically, like, you know, waiting for the next thing or something like that. Uh, I didn't get one, so I'm just making up or paraphrasing what I've read about others. Microsoft, I'm talking to you. Maybe I should get one. Yeah. Uh, but the invites went out, uh, and again, the event's going to be in New York. Uh, I wrote about this. Uh, there's a lot of speculation, uh, thanks in part to our friends over at Windows Central and some other people who have sources within Microsoft, all detailing a lot of new Surface hardware coming out this year. Uh, not new, I, I take that back. Upgraded versions of Surface hardware coming out this year. Um, and so we're, we're led to believe that this could be about that. Uh, if not... It could be mostly about Windows 11 and Copilot and Windows 12 and Copilot and the future of Windows with AI, or it could be a mashup of both, uh, I think, which it'll probably will be. It'll be heavily on the Surface hardware devices, but a little showcasing of uh, Windows 11 with Copilot, as well as probably some features that they want to roll out with Windows 12, or maybe some hints about the development of that. Uh, as far as the devices go, we are expected to see updates to the Surface Laptop Studio uh, which will get a successor. Uh, it'll have a Surface Laptop Studio 2, uh, which will, ish, I think you and I were talking about this, get rid of the uh, entry-level i5 version and just be basically a dedicated professional laptop for Surface users. Uh, I think they're kind of establishing a, uh, a ladder of Surface devices in their use cases. Uh, we're also going to be seeing an upgrade to the Surface Laptop Go, uh, the Laptop Go 3, which will also have uh, beefier specs, more storage, a better processor. Uh, the Surface uh, Laptop 6, which uh, we have really no details about, we are expecting them to stick with Intel and not you know, kind of mess around with AMD again as they did before, which is unfortunate because it gave options, uh, definitely in price and performance, uh, getting, you know, deciding better battery life or, or eking out a little bit more performance. And the uh, Surface Go 4, which will be uh getting rid of intel's entry uh oh god well, i forgot the, the chipset itself but replacing it with an n200 series chip uh which is supposed to be the more lightweight more efficient more power uh more power efficient chip for the surface go uh, 4 which is unfortunate because a lot of us were expecting finally an arm device for that thing because it's so small and wants to remain fanless or not but uh we'll see what microsoft has to talk about in september I think, um, one, I'm excited. We always, you know, you and I always get excited when these things happen. It's always nice to, for the last quarter of the year to run around and we go, you know, what's Microsoft going to do now? I think for me, the biggest move they're making is to making the studio laptop the premium device by removing the i5 SKU. I really... I went back and forth because, you know, your pocketbook starts to kick in there. You know, well, the i5 gives me an entry point. Well, what is that entry point? I mean, it is marketed as the premium machine. I feel like the i5 needs to be eliminated and the graphics card needs to be in the i7 model. I guess I'm guessing, folks, it'll be for a 4060, 4070 range maybe and that just needs to be the starting point and kind of give it some differentiation between the surface laptop and even the surface pro because if you notice when microsoft puts things on sale 
if you start trying to decide which Microsoft Surface device you want and really start pricing them up, sometimes you're talking $50, $75, $100 between which device you want. The Surface laptop to me has never stood out kind of like the MacBook Pro does for Apple and says, look, it's premium priced, but it is the premium device. So if you're looking premium, this is what you need to come get. Agreed. Yeah. Um, as we noted, uh, the Surface Laptop Studio i5 didn't have the graphics card in it to begin with. So you were basically trading um, the lightweight design of the Surface Laptop mm-hmm. for the heavier uh, flipped hinged lid of the Surface Laptop Studio. That was the only difference. Uh, otherwise, you would have been better off, again, as you said, price wise and convenience and portability wise, just getting the Surface Laptop um, i5 or i7 version. Uh, like going forward, I guess we'll be seeing the uh, Laptop Studio become, again, more of the powerhouse uh, and knowing that with that comes the pricier price tag. Uh, what's our next headline? Well, if you're on Xbox and you have been misbehaving lately, well, guess what? Microsoft has put a new That seems very at- targeted. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and I'm going to get into that here in just a minute. If you have been misbehaving, Microsoft has put in a new system that basically says it's not three strikes and you're out, but it's eight strikes and you're out, uh, basically for cursing, not behaving, Microsoft has up their content moderation efforts to say, look, we're going to be watching you. You can earn more than one strike per day or one strike per offense. I think things start at a one day ban. And when you get up to eight, your account is basically unusable at that point. Um, It does say that the strikes stay on your record for six months. So remember, just because, you know, you want to you want to go out there and you want to use your strikes up and say, look, I'm going to, you know, this this person upset me and I'm going to get my two cents in if they give me strikes. So be it fine. You can do that. But be aware that you can get more than one strike for your offense based on what you say what you do and what Microsoft deems offensive. And that does stay on your record for six months. Um, I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm glad to see this because here lately, I have gotten on Xbox and just simply put the headset on, started my game, and I'm not going to pick on any specific age group or any specific demographic and you enter a game and there's all kinds of language all kinds of derogatories people attacking each other and it's not as pleasant as it used to be sometimes and i'm glad to see microsoft stepping it up and saying look we're gonna clean the community up and uh remember that there are one day suspensions possible and at the four strike mark microsoft kind of gives you a warning and says look you're off for a week so you know be smart out there folks it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to be gaming i understand it's competitive but you know let's be smart about it or you can be like me and be an a-hole and just not play it six months at a time you know it's convenient for me (laughs) i'm just kidding no uh, as he was saying let's let's keep gaming fun uh for as long as we can folks 
Uh, with that being said, Microsoft has made gaming not fun with their new introduction of a Discord rival. Uh, oh. And it's not a cool new service. It's the same old service none of us are using to begin with. Microsoft has launched its Teams Play Together. Uh, why they did this? Ooh. Who knows? But they decided to. Uh, and I think this became a widget in Windows recently. Uh, the widget is designed to integrate Microsoft Teams into the gaming experience, allowing users to connect with their friends while gaming through features like screen sharing and video voice chat. Uh, the widget is available through the Microsoft Store and is compatible with Windows 11 and Windows 10 uh, versions uh, 17763.0 or higher. Users can sign in with the Microsoft account uh, and utilize features like screen sharing during gameplay, video voice chat, and uh, generating uh, links to invite uh, friends to join the call, just like you would uh, any other T or Teams call before or after. Um, up to 20 friends can play or join the call simultaneously, which is kind of cool. Uh, and the chat can be continued even after the gaming session is ended. Uh, what isn't listed here is the lack of gaming Discord features. Like, you know, Microsoft yeah. is attempting to kind of barrel itself into this market without doing the work it's necessary. What are your opinions on this? No, 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 and no. You know, Microsoft, they had the chance to buy Discord. I think they even, you know, threw a pretty good shot at it. Uh, about what was it? About a year ago or so, there there were he heavy rumors that that conversation was happening. And then, you know, Microsoft came out because it was one of the first stories that I covered when I started here with, with you guys um, saying that, you know, Discord and Xbox are together, and look at the integration. You used your, you had to use your phone to activate it. Then they got into the, don't have to use your phone anymore. So they gave gamers what they wanted. You had Discord, which is the gaming chat community, integrated with Xbox, and now Microsoft wants to take this thing called Teams. Gamers don't have Teams, folks. Not, not in that sense. You know, they're not gonna say, "Well, let's get let's get on Teams and and talk about it." I just don't see the branding name working out. Maybe if they did something like you were saying with a different brand name, put some gamist features in there to where gamers can use it. You know, specifically for gaming content creation, etc. Maybe there's something there, but then again, isn't that what Skype? tried to be was supposed to be was going to be so you know skype is consumer teams is business that's kind of the way i've always divided it up i don't know what do you, you know I don't, I don't think this is the right thing to do here yeah it seems like a really bad idea in my opinion uh so uh but i mean it's microsoft it's just like you know they rolled out what was it microsoft for families or something like that that never actually took off so it'll probably be something that rolls out, lingers in the atmosphere, and never gets touched again. Probably, and I think that's probably the best thing for it. I mean, you know, may maybe the five people that use it enjoy it, but I don't think it's going to be widespread. Agreed. Um, we have, uh, what's our next headline? Well, I'm going to throw one more in there for you uh, Minecraft players. 
Uh, there's a lot of you out there. I've got some uh, nieces and nephews that play Minecraft. Uh, the speculation is out that we finally are getting the update for the Xbox Series X, Series S version that has a native ray tracing capabilities that is supposed to be coming later this year. We have seen several tweets about it here on Twitter, and I'm going to see if I can pull those up for you. Tom Warren from The Verge was talking about it earlier this week that it could possibly be coming. And I think a lot of the Minecraft gamers have kind of been waiting for it. But the speculations that we have heard over the last year or so that they were finally going to do it look like they're coming true. So if you're a Minecraft player, you know, ray tracing does give you better graphical performance, makes the game look better. You certainly have that to look forward to. Uh, that sounds great. Uh, I have played Minecraft Dungeons a little bit, so uh, we'll see if it comes rolling out to that. Uh, otherwise, I don't mess with the main Minecraft game. It's just, I guess it was past my time or something. I think me and you were too old for that. Maybe. Uh, one thing we're not too old for is policy updates. Bring them on, people. Make the world more confusing, shall we? Uh, Microsoft rolled out uh, an update to its policies uh, regarding being, especially uh, specifically being conversations. Uh, they unveiled a set of uh, updated policies for AI services that are set to take effect uh, September 30th. Uh, the policies are addressing uh, emerging challenges with generative AI and kind of how we use it and how developers are using it and how advertisers are seeking to use it and the whole lot all trying to get a piece of our information. Uh, Microsoft has stated that it does not retain conversations or to utilize the data to train its AI models for being enterprise chat modes. That's what they previously said. The service will be available to Microsoft 365 subscribers uh, for the uh, starting next month. So I think this is part of the reason why they're rolling this out now uh, is to get ahead of enterprise users who have who ask all the difficult legal questions that you and I don't. We're just like, give it to us. We want to try new things. We don't care about privacy. As a list of us, here's a list of some of the uh, important points that they're going to cover with these updated policies. One is reverse engineering. Uh, Microsoft saying, do not try to discover or remove the components of Microsoft AI models, algorithms, and systems. This is again, this is for developers saying these are the things you do not or cannot do with uh, user data. Extracting data, uh, which means uh, web scraping, harvesting, and data extraction cannot retrieve data from Microsoft AI services without permission. Uh, who knows how easy it is to get permission from Microsoft for this. It might be pretty easy. Uh, there's also limits on data usage. And, uh, Microsoft's AI services cannot be used to create or improve other AI services. So uh, don't try and leech off of them. Another one is uh, use of user content. This is the one that's pertaining to you and I that we find most important. Microsoft stores and processes user inputs and AI generated outputs to prevent abusive or harmful use. So uh, in essence, they do record. Uh, they use it just like they do. They record the telemetry on Windows. Hopefully, they use it only internally, but and no one gets access to that kind of information. But they are letting us know, at least as users, that this is part of the deal when using uh, being chat and whatnot. The last one is third-party claims. Users are responsible for handling third-party claims related to using Microsoft AI services, such as copyright infringement claims from generated content. So uh, there you have it, folks. Uh, Microsoft does record the conversations. They say they use it to make the service better, uh, to prevent abuse or harmful use. Uh, to what extent and to you know what kind of headlines we'll be seeing from this in the coming months slash years, we don't know. But at least we know about it. 
today. Well, this was something you and I talked about earlier this year when the whole AI craze came out and, you know, AI was going crazy. We had a whole half of a podcast about, um, you know, privacy and controls and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm going to go back to what I said then. I think people need to understand when you turn these devices on and you hit that button that says connect to the Internet, you're already giving up a certain amount of privacy and a certain amount of data. And maybe I'm old school, maybe it's the old man in me, but I've always said that if you use these things with common sense and you don't put out things that you don't want other people to know, and that goes for the Internet in general, you don't have to worry about these privacy concerns. And I think, you know, they have to be there to make the legal teams at these companies happy. And like you said, I think that's what it's for. So, you know, when, you know, Fortune 500 company XYZ is using their Bing chat and their co-pilot to crunch company data, then those attorneys and legal folks know, okay, this is how Microsoft is using that data. But for the regular consumer, don't be an idiot. Just just watch what you say. If you don't want other people to know about it, don't tell Bing Chat about it. It's that simple. Yeah, it's because uh, the outcomes are worse than the Xbox bans. You, there, there are a lot worse things than being banned <laughs> for six months, uh, especially when dealing with the Internet. Uh, we're going to get into our, our final discussion, uh, which is all Starfield. I mean, a lot of this podcast has been about gaming, but this is the biggest gaming thing for yes. Microsoft in a while. We were uh, kind of waiting for, uh, I believe, the CMA to kind of have its thing. Maybe we were hoping for it today as far as the Activision deal, but nothing's come of that just yet. So we're going to be talking about what is coming and what is actual and what's really going to happen, which is everything related to Starfield and they Starfield had a Q&A this week I believe it was Wednesday where they answered a ton of questions um has there's a video related to it so if we don't cover every specific detail you can go to our site uh get a link to the video and watch the Q&A yourself and get all the details uh and feed yourself on those for the next two and a half weeks before the game comes out but uh here's just a snippet of some of the things for those of you who are just cursory interested in the information uh there are over 20 companions you can recruit in starfield each with their own unique background so kind of like dead space where there's going to be story upon story upon story but at least 20 of them can be part of your team as far as someone you put in your ship uh, or ships plural or your home bases uh there will be a jail system similar to that of skyrim which that could be fun uh, if you're not in it yourself uh kill less playthrough of the game uh which is I guess technically possible, but probably not, depending on how you play the game. But uh, for those of you who are pacifists, there's a kill list version of the game. Starfield uh, will have mechs, which is kind of fun. Uh, everyone's been suspecting that, but it has been confirmed. Uh, we don't know how usable they are or how they're how usable they're going to be in the game, at least for the initial rollout of it. Uh, there's a kid stuff uh, trait, uh, which means that your parents will look like you. Uh, so that, you know, you'll have that kind of blending the, the, I guess, you know, however you make your character, the game will then make representations of both parents that kind of make them, uh, where you can see the melding happening. Uh, as in other Bethesda, Bethesda games, you can buy property in all major cities. Uh, crew members can be assigned to outposts. Uh, again, these are part of your bases as well. Certain items are considered uh, contraband and will be, uh, will have to be smuggled into major cities via uh, special ship modules. Uh, time only passes in Starfield when you're actively playing the game. So this isn't like a sim situation where you come back and your sims 
you know, dead because it tried to cook food by itself for the first time. Um, both real life religions, uh, both real life religions and three fictitious ones will be part of Starfield's universe. So uh, for those of you who are spiritual and want to have that represented, apparently that will be in the game as well. Some other news that we got uh, before I even ramble on, let me give you a break to jump in. What do you think of those details of the game so far? You know, I think Starfield's getting bigger and bigger. You know, as we hear more about it, we're seeing things be developed about it. And to be honest, it comes out when September 6th, correct? Correct. Um, yeah. yeah. And you can preload it now, I believe. Yeah. And I believe uh, the ones that buy it earlier early can play it September 1st, something I think around correct. there. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about it. You know, I think this is the first time. And it's been long overdue. The act, as you were saying, the Activision CMA deal. We've been expecting that, just hasn't come yet. But I think that has overshadowed the gaming community as a whole. Not just Xbox, not just PlayStation, not just Nintendo. You know, everywhere we turned, there was you know this anticipation of, is it going to happen? What's it going to take to happen? And I feel like you know we're in the third, we're in the fourth quarter of the year here. Starfield's coming. It's a big game. Microsoft is putting the PR behind it. They're giving the players the chance to, you know, have their say. Look, this is what they wanted. I mean, you know, like you just said, we're getting mechs added to Starfield. You know, I'm excited about it. I kind of, you know, I've been doing my research, doing some reading in some forums. I think a lot of people are excited about it. I'm just hoping we don't have another. I've got, I've got a, you know, kind of be the pessimist here for just a second i don't want another redfall because redfall had a whole lot behind it too or or so we thought and then when redfall hit it was not what people anticipated which kind of blends into another headline that i had on the side you know fallout 4 the new version has been delayed for lack of a better term because they're still working on Starfield. I take that as a good sign. They're trying to polish up Starfield, and I think Xbox and the community realizes this is the effort for this console generation right now. If it fails, where does Xbox go from here? And I don't think we want to go down that road. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, to your point, I think, you know, just like, for us in tech, when we see, you know, we're all kind of anticipating the surface event in September, uh, we're always looking for the next thing. We're always excited about the next thing. And maybe, you know, we also live in a very uh, accelerated news cycle. So the next thing's always, you know, just a couple days or weeks away uh, without taking time to assess what is, uh, what you're currently having, you know, what you currently have devices that you're currently using and all of the things that it's benefited from having those things, you know, all of, the details like you know if people who are waiting for the next you know surface duo phone and things like that i mean you have a phone you have a device in your hand now that's capable of doing a lot of things uh have you explored all of those and i think that's you know as we wait for that news about the cma and microsoft's potential big win or a loss for the next console generation it overshadows this great game that's coming now you know people have been waiting for that news and not necessarily as amped or as hyped or, real, or the realization that this giant game is coming uh, regardless of how it is released, it, there's a lot of work that's going into it. And I believe there will be a lot of work continue to go into it. At, I think being optimistic, you know, like you said, you're being a pessimist, so to speak, I will play the other side. The worst case scenario, unfortunately, could be 
not necessarily a redfall but more of a no man's sky where the game will have to have be tweaked or cyberpunk uh where the game will be tweaked over the next year or so to get to where we're thinking it's going to be on september 6th that's my worst case scenario best case scenario is that it comes out of the gate really good obviously bugs funny things will happen people will have their own youtube channels dedicated to just making fun of it twitch streams will uh, you know exot you know amplify amplify all the bugs but at the end of the day it's still a great game a fun game a time-consuming game and a great reason to get game pass stay on game pass and you know kick up your xbox or your uh laptop or whatever to play for the next you know five six months or whatever the next you know as we just mentioned the next uh, game comes out uh, some other headlines we have based you know around uh starfield this week was that it officially went uh gold master on the 17th there were some worries i believe not more than maybe 24 hours before that where gamers were taking to you online uh you know twitter uh threads wherever you read it concerned that it was you know hadn't gotten master yet because the date was you know rapidly coming upon us well uh like i said 24 hours later Microsoft, or I guess Bethesda, gave the thumbs up. It's Goldmaster, so everything seems to be on schedule. Uh, the the other thing we got is that uh, Bethesda revealed uh, Starfield's backstory timeline. Uh, so again, so if you were ready to get into this ever expansive uh, game and the nitty gritties of it, uh, there's a lengthy timeline that constitutes about 25 or so entries, beginning with the year tw uh, 2050. Uh, which is the year humans first land on Mars. And the timeline uh, has humans arriving on Alpha Centauri by 2156. Now, again, Starfield, the developers worked uh, closely with uh, people from NASA and uh, other uh, space-related agencies to kind of work the game alongside these estimates and then project from there. So NASA had estimated that uh, we will have a spacecraft uh, to the star system of uh, Centauri uh, by 20, uh, 2113. And by 2160, the United Colonies are established and the cities of New Atlantis will be founded as the capital in the game. So uh, they're trying to, again, like I said, merge their timelines to kind of be somewhat realistic, but then again, leap from that point forward because obviously none of us are fortune tellers. Uh, other parts of the story, uh, or I guess, include uh, that the, I guess, there will be aliens, or other species, other colonies as well from different planets that are similar to ours, and they're not all peaceful. Uh, there will be a separate alliance, the Free Star Collective, uh, which is quickly founded, and within forty years, uh, there's going to be a war, and uh, and at the I guess the United Colonies will be fighting over territories. The, it'll be the first interstellar war. The name of the war is Nor the Norayan War, uh, after the local star system that it involves. And it drags on for about two decades before a peace treaty is signed. Again, this is all stuff leading up to when you first start the game. So if you're a fan of like, I don't know, Game of Thrones, and you love all the lore, this is kind of building something like that. What do you think about uh, offering all of this backstory before the game's even out? I think it's important. I think it leads to something maybe a little bit bigger. Um, I think Microsoft is telling this and Bethesda are telling this story for a reason because when when I'm sitting here hearing you hearing you talk about it, the first thing that comes to my mind was Halo, and people say, well, what it, well, what does he mean by Halo? When Halo first came out, it was just a shooter that we went around and and you know shot things basically. And as we have gone on, there's been how many spinoffs 
five, six, maybe more. You know, if you count the little side games that have come out with it, uh, with the Halo name. And I think Starfield is setting itself up by telling this story to be more than just this initial release of Starfield. I think there may be a set of plans that we don't know about. Starfield is a very generic name. Notice they're not calling it Starfield 1. Or they're not calling it Starfield the beginning. I've, I have always felt this and I think now's the time to say it. When we've been talking about Starfield and we saw the presentation that Microsoft give a month ago now, six weeks, you know, where they did the 30 minute presentation at the gamers conference. I think we're, we're setting ourselves up to be, if this is successful and the feedback is what they're looking for. And the, of course, the number of people playing is what they're looking for. We're setting ourselves up long-term for expansion packs, additions, and that's where this story plays in because now they've got somewhere to take you to if that makes sense and then they can expand the story take you somewhere else and that story gets branches that leads you to other places maybe i'm overthinking it but i don't feel like they have put this time into the story and making sure everything matches up just to give us this one release that says okay here it is go play have fun you know maybe there's a starfield too i think there's more to it than just this one title i think this is just starting point I mean, to your point, I mean, there we've already experienced. Uh, oh, hold on, two wars apparently. Uh, there's a 50-year relative peace. Uh, the heroic constellation organization is formed in 2027, 2275 to answer the mysteries of the universe, kind of like Star Trek. Uh, the group uh, eventually discovers the first artifact of seemingly non-human origin in 2310. Uh, meanwhile, humans are getting busy fighting each other. Another shorter conflict, dubbed the Colony War, kicks off in 2307 and lasts for about four years and at this time leaves the United Colonies on their back foot. The result is the founding of the U uh, UC Vanguard, a civilian force used to protect or the organization's interests. So, uh, again, to your point, there is a lot of intrigue. There's already two wars that could be games themselves, essentially. If you went back to a prequel where you're saying, okay, we're going to do Starfield, the the ryan war starfield um 50-year constellation organization formation you know wh whatever they can do these kind of things because they're already established stories within this lore so if you like this game and you're like you know what i want to go and someone you hear someone you know and not an npc talking about the the war of the Orion war maybe if like you said everything aligns and and the the player count is up Bethesda starts working on that DLC where it's the Orion War and people go play that as well. So uh, there is a, a web being wo woven right now that is pretty awesome. Uh, so we just got to wait for the gameplay, I guess. Well, I think there's a reason that they have pulled people off of the Fallout 4 expansion too. You know, that's I'm looking at it from from the corporate point of view. There are there are reasons when you when you can have two projects making money. And a company says, no, let's pull back on this one and put our efforts over here. There's a plan there, folks, because you're talking about money out of pocket, you know, and, and money that gamers might spend on something that they're not having to do. So I feel like there's a, I just got, it's a gut feeling. I feel like there's a larger plan. 
And, you know, there may be hints of that plan in the game when we start playing it in September. You may say, well, we may go here, we may go there. And Microsoft may surprise us. They may give us some roadmap at some point and say, look, this is where we're going. Strap in, hold on. Agreed. Uh, with that being said, that comes, brings us to the end of our podcast this week. We want to thank you guys for joining us for another week of news, mostly gamer news. So uh, with that being said, we suggest you wrap up whatever game you're playing now. You got yourself about two and a half weeks uh, before you jump into what is expected to be a very long game, a very uh, detailed and thorough game. So uh, finish up what you're doing. Uh, where can people find you if they have any questions about the game or what you're playing or what you're doing for the next two and a half weeks? I'm always playing something, folks. So David PAJ 1978 over on Twitter. Jump over there. Say hello. If you want to play some games, I'll be glad to, you know, invite some good folks in. You're always welcome. Yeah, but the more important question is, what is your name on Teams? So people can reach out well, to you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, uh, <laughs> you're gonna have to create one. Yeah, I, I guess I won't have to create one for it's the, the five next biggest thing. For, for... <laughs> uh, people can find me at uh, Mindhead One on Twitter, uh, Cream Anderson on Threads. Um, I don't do a lot of gaming, but I do love to talk about gaming and comics. So if you just want to talk. I'm your guy. Um, hey, Teams does that, by the way. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Look, see more reasons. More reasons to be on Teams, people. Uh, we're going to stop torturing you. Get out of here. Go enjoy your weekend. Have a great day. Take care, folks.